Excited. The Lord downloaded stuff to me this week, and oh, it's been through the past couple weeks. Um, but I just want you to partner with me in listening today, and I believe that God's going to bring us across the threshold. Amen? You know, sometimes, you know, we know that everything is positionally that the Lord does for us. Um, that he has done for us, I should say, uh, continues to grow and increase in our lives. <clears throat> and I just want to start by saying this, that God's ultimate plan is to show himself and begin to reveal himself in this place of intercession that I'm talking about. It's, listen, we need the Holy Ghost. And again, I'm not talking about striving or working. I always have to say this because we get in like, it's easy for us to get sucked into religious mode. And what I'm saying is when, as you look, as you behold, as you, as you begin to uh, look to the Lord Jesus Christ every day, as you begin to pray and intercede, he becomes more alive in your life. It's not by works. We know this, that by any man, that any man should boast that Paul said. But it's by, by the revelation of Jesus Christ that he begins to move us from glory to glory and faith to faith. So why don't you just open your Bibles to a couple spots with me to start. <laughs> I got eight people in the room that heard this last night. But it's definitely going to come out a different way. Because I want to focus on the place of prayer. Because in the place of prayer, everything comes into alignment. Everything comes into uh, to focus. Listen to me. Everything comes into focus when we pray. You know, so if, we don't, if, if we don't go into the secret place, if we don't go into the secret place where the, where the Lord reveals secrets to us and mysteries to us, and I'm not talking about spooky things. I'm talking about things that God wants you to know. How many know there's the will and the counsel of God that he wants you to know and understand? And I just want you to think about this because I'm going to talk a, a lot about uh, actually these two books. I believe Hebrews was written by Paul. Maybe not, but I believe that. I personally believe that just the way it's written. And, but Ephesians was definitely written by Paul. And so I just want you to think of something as we begin to move into this, that the, the disciples, the disciples on earth, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all those guys, the first 12, were with him on the earth for three and a half years in the flesh. But Paul the apostle had the, the, the amazing privilege of being out in the Arabian desert with the Lord after he was resurrected. Selah. For three and a half years. No one knows what. I got a lot of blank faces. Lots of question marks all across the room. More than I had last night. Whoa. You're scaring me. Do you understand that? That Listen, what we have in the New Testament from Paul is some of the greatest revelation of Jesus Christ, most of which the rest of the apostles that dwelt with him on the earth didn't have. I mean, they had a different dimension of it, 
Don't get me wrong. We get a, a picture and we get all the great miracles and all the things that we saw in, in the historical uh, gospels and in, in the mystical gospel of John. I call it the mystical gospel because John was, was the one who, who you, you know, the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and all that. You know, it's just a whole different look at who Jesus was. And then we have the books that Peter wrote, and we have all these things. But I am telling you right here, as we, as we venture into this place, the one that began to see the Lord Jesus in a dimension that we don't even understand, him, him and John. Because can't, we can't forget John, the one who, the revelator. John the revelator. The one who brought revelation to another dimension that was seen both in the Old Testament and in the New. And so I just want us to have goggles on that just allow you to dream with me for a minute and expand your heart and your mind. Not that I'm going to teach you heresy tonight. I say that online. It's all right. I'll probably have critics anyway. But that, you know what? Everyone's not going to go here. This is what the Lord's already convincing me of. Not everyone's going where God wants to bring people. It is sad, but God, I got to get used to that. Come on, as we're, as, we're, as we're cultivating and watching what God does in the region, I've got to come to an understanding that, he, you know what, not everyone's going to go. And I got to be okay with that. Come on, Jesus. You should be encouraged. Some of your families, they don't understand you. Come on, try preaching to the multitudes. You're getting everyone trying to get people to understand you. When you're in another dimension, you're in another realm, and people are just like, what? That, those people down there are crazy. <laughs> crazy, let me be. Come on. Paul said, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm out of my mind, it's because I'm beside myself. Amen? <laughs> no, he meant that. He said, I am, which literally meant I'm out of myself and somewhere else. And that's where you want to live. I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing. That's where we want to live. We want to live in a dimension where we can be locked into heaven and pull it down. And, 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 and what I find out is that when people are in trouble, even if they've left and run away from here, they call when they need help. Amen? And that's okay. We just go, all right, we'll pray. You're on the prayer list. We pray. We pray. We're believing for a miracle. Amen? And so I just want you to look at a couple things because the Lord came to me in the middle of the week Lisa actually had a dream that, you had a dream that morning, same thing, not the same dream, but I woke up with this one thing, and I saw literally, it was almost like the book of Daniel with the finger, going like this, like literally like this, and it said a new and living way over it, just like that. I said, hmm. So I had to, you know, go in and investigate what the Lord's speaking, and then God began to unfold some other things during the week, and I'm just going to share my heart because I want to talk to you about intercession, and I'm calling all the intercessors. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, you're an intercessor. Ah, I'm calling you off the bench. No, and Tuesday night's what I'm going to talk about as well. I want, I want people here that pray. Okay, I can say that, right, without being, making you feel like a weird thing i'm checking no seriously because but and then I, I don't want you here if you don't want to be here all right the same note but i'm going to put conviction in you to come into alignment with what the holy spirit wants to bring because i know what he has is huge down the line it's actually right at the door 
it's right at the door what God has in these moments is right at the door and so I'm gonna call us over the threshold tonight maybe we should have called it over the threshold right over the threshold you're gonna pass by because some I'm gonna tell you in in beginning all this that all of us go to a certain point with God and then we stop I'm not talking to anyone in this room Uh, you hear me we go to a certain place Um, this is where I'm comfortable but I'm not going there because that's all crazy stuff I like crazy I don't I like biblical crazy all right I like the Bible crazy and what I'm believing for is that God's going to raise up an army of wild intercessors and I'm not afraid of y'all I'm telling you I'm not afraid of you Come on, everyone has their own expression, and we've got to give people grace for all that. And so we don't want to be accusatory, because what goes on in heaven, I'm going to talk to you in a minute, and you're going to just say, is he all right? And I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm, I'm with Paul, right out of my mind, right beside myself. And so tonight, I just want to call you past that place, call you out of any stagnancy. You hear me? Because we can get stagnant with what God wants to do for us and this stagnancy that holds us back from going ahead. You've got to move out of the place where you're stagnant. You can't go where God wants you to go if you're stagnant. And don't get me wrong, we all go through seasons where we're stagnant, things get same, things get blah and, more, uh, and, and mundane. But God is wanting to call us beyond that. And so I'm going to give you, we're just going to look at a few things tonight. And I'm believing that the Lord is going to release a grace. Just put your hand on your stomach right now before I even start. I haven't even, that's all in the beginning, right? I'm like 20 minutes in. Great. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, give us capacity. Yeah. Give us a greater capacity tonight to receive what you have for us. Lord, I declare over myself that I'm an intercessor. Say it. I'm an intercessor. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm walking beyond the boundaries. Whew. That man has put on me that you have not put on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come into agreement with that. And Lord, I ask that you expand me on the inside right now for what you're about to say and what you're about to speak. Yeah, yeah. Just receive it. Just receive it. Say, say it before I receive it. <laughs> so go to Hebrews chapter 10 with me. And go to Ephesians chapter 1 with me. And we're just going to hit a few things. I'm going to teach you. You're going to leave here fat. You're going you're gonna to have to open your belt and walk out of here. But what I don't want you to do is take what's being fed to you and not apply it and not use it. All right? I have, a, I have a teaching gift. It's a prophetic teaching gift, and I want you to just receive it. Okay, ready? Okay. So Hebrews chapter, nine, uh, chapter 10, verse 19, and this is, where, this is what the Lord spoke to me the other, other morning, like as I'm getting up out of bed, Okay. It was just this statement out of 20, but we're going to start at 1919. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest, the holiest, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, 
which he has consecrated. Everyone say he has consecrated. For us through the veil of his flesh. Thank you, Jesus. It's by your blood. Right? And having a, a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Everyone say full assurance of faith. I want you to repeat things, and I want you to write these things down. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. See, God already did the work. Let's just, I'll finish. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Say that with me. Without wavering. I don't want you to waver. God doesn't want you to waver. He wants you to stand with that apostolic faith on your life and not waver from the promises of God and the, and, the, and the things that he's destined for you. He doesn't want you to stop. He doesn't want you to waver. He doesn't want you to question mark. And so God's going to adjust things. But he who, is, who has promised these things is what? Faithful. Faithful. Come on. I like the noise from this side. You guys are awful quiet. You're going to have to compete now. I know we got some spots, but come on. I'm just teasing. And so, Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you are the one that made the new and living way through your son, Jesus. And so I want, what I want us to understand is that God has already made a way. There is one way, and I want to talk about what happens in the midst of the throne. And I'm going to get there in a minute, but there is one person in the middle of the throne, and we sang about him tonight, and we sing about him every week. And your eyes should be focused on that one, the one and the only king. The one true king. There is no other king but Jesus. Right? He's the only one king. And so he is the new and living way. And if there was not the veil, if it was not the sacrifice of Christ, we would not be able to enter in or even be able to approach the one who is unapproachable in unapproachable light. Are you with me? So there's a divine exchange that happened when Jesus, but I want you to tell that the tell you that the man Jesus was always in the middle of the plan. The Bible says that from the foundations of the world, Christ was crucified. So there is no other thing. There is no other thing. There is Jesus Christ, him crucified, that gave you access to heavenly things. Oh, no, let me correct myself. To one person, the Father. And within that one person, we're going to see so many things that are happening, so many things that God established, so many things that we need to partner with, because the place of where the, where the Lord of glory dwells and lives is in the middle of God's elders, in the middle of the angels, in the middle of the four living creatures, in the middle. Let me, actually he's above. The Bible says that he, he's a little higher than the angels. Uh-oh. That he's seated in a place that's above all that, the, that we see happening in, in the book of Revelation, that we see happening in the book of Ezekiel, that we see happening in the book of Daniel. And I'll give you those references later, but I'm telling you, this has to be groundwork because I believe that the Lord is calling the church. And we've, we've been in a place where we're good about prayer and we're good about mobilizing prayer. But I'm telling you, as we begin to move into this place, and I'm telling you, you're going to hear a lot more about the new and living way in the days ahead. 
there'll be more preaching of Christ, him crucified, and the resurrection in the days ahead. I'm, I'm promising you that because there's, and you say, well, it can only be so many times. No, no, no. There's no sameness in the resurrection and what the blood of Christ has done. There's no sameness in the resurrection and all that he has done for us and he will do through you. But we have to come into a place where we're listening and we're hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church right now, right here in a new dimension because we're not hearing well. We haven't heard well in the past. If we'd heard well, churches would be built, they'd be established, and they'd be flaming with God, not simmering or, 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 or a puff of smoke of what used to be. <laughs> and the new thing that God's about to do is going to rock your world if you, if you dare to step into it. So we see this, we see Jesus as the new and living way, and he's a high priest where? In the house of God. He's actually the high priest in heavenly places, and he's before the throne. And he's sitting on the throne. And there's another throne, and it's made for you. <laughs> there's a dimension where we don't understand. We say, you know, I say this to you almost every week, be seated in heavenly places. And I, I, it's something that should be spoken over you. But I... I I feel like we take positionally what, set we, we, what we know in Scripture as to be something that we think that we're living and actually fully engaged with, and we are not. But God is going to help us in this hour to step into the fullness of Christ and the fullness of our inheritance. Because I believe all these things that he says. I believe I'm blameless. I believe you're blameless. I believe it's all been done on the cross. I believe there's a finished work that's already taken care of everything that I lack. But I don't step into the fullness of it. Why? Because of yieldedness. Or the lack of yieldedness. I, 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 I lack in giving myself wholly to him. Are you hearing me? Are you with me? Okay, so he's the high priest. And God calls us to this priestly ministry. He consecrated for us the way. He, he made a way forevermore. He made a way for you every day in the old season that you needed breakthrough in, in the new season that you're going to need something to get through. He made a way already. He made a way in all the difficulties that we've, we've even come into in the last week. He made a way. He made a way for, for, for all of our sons and daughters that might be without him and, and might be lost. He made a way already. So what's going on? Why is heaven not aligning? Why? I'll tell you because God's looking for people to partner with his intercession. And I'm going to show you it looks something wild because I believe that the Lord is going to show us and begin to hopefully, hopefully encourage you to step into this place of prayer and intercession. And, and, and individually, it's important, yes, but corporately, it's just as important. I promise you. I'm, I'm finding out that, we're, that the voices of intercessors that have been long seasoned have stepped in and come alongside of us, and I'm hearing the echoes of heaven coming, and I'm just encouraging you in this hour to keep your voice wide open. And to continue to partner with what God's doing. Not just here, but in the earth and with other ministries and whatever it looks like. But I'm telling you, we, the whole church needs to come together to be walking in this divine alignment with what God's going to do in this hour. And so he's given you this boldness to enter into a sacred space with him. 
I'll say that again. The door has been opened. Jesus gave his, he, he, he's the veil that led us through by his flesh, his broken flesh and his blood. Listen to me, because some of you don't even understand this. Into a sacred space. It's sacred. And we have the privilege to go there. We don't go in there with a, with a presumption. We don't go in there with any other way. We come in with, with in a sense, fear, fear and trembling. But this boldness that God gives us, this beauty, this beautiful relationship. And he says, come, come, come. Will you just come into this place? Don't stay on the outer courts. Don't, stay on the, don't even stay in the holy place. Come into the holiest place. And even when I'm speaking out of Hebrews chapter 10, it, it, there's actually a progression that we can see even in the, in the layout of how Hebrews is spoken and Hebrews is, is related to us, to the outer court early in the, in the book, the inner court in the middle of the book, and the holy place towards the end of the book. It's there. It's all there. We're just not looking for it. So scripture is so multidimensional that we have to come into uh, an agreement, God I don't understand it, and I need you to help me to understand it. Listen to me. It's super important. So here we go. Ephesians chapter 1. Because God wants to bring us into this place of understanding who he is, what his purposes are, what he's destined us for, and this whole thing about predestination is nonsense. In the way, God has predestined things, but he has not predestined one to go to hell and one not. The father I know does not take one and, and reject the other. That's not the one I know. And so we, we just throw that aside and we look at predestination as in what it looks like in Jesus Christ. All right? I don't care how bad someone is. I don't care how demon-possessed they are. God can reach out of heaven and touch whosoever he wants at any given time on the earth, however he wants. You think that Paul, listen, oh, he was a religious man, but he was killing Christians. And I know we all measure our sins to what God did, but I'm telling you, he was a murderer. He was after the church. He wanted to snuff out what Jesus Christ of Nazareth had established and brought forth. He wanted to kill it. So I don't and so he's the one that can come with the revelation saying listen this whole predestination thing i'll tell you because christ himself revealed it to me can you imagine after you're saved what paul i mean we're not reading all of what happened to paul we're not reading the internal life of paul some of it you're getting but you're getting it through revelation so the internal life of paul i can't even imagine you think you have mental warfare i'm telling you Think about the guy that has, he was like the, the, the church hitman. Like he was the Sanhedrin mafia. No, that's who he was. He was out to snuff them out. Get all the leaders. Get them now. So we think our story is bad. But I'm telling you, there's grace on the earth that's unlimited that you can't even touch. You can't even, you can't even measure it. You can't even measure what God's already done for you. You cannot measure it. It's over the top, out of control, in the, out of orbit. And that's how much he loves us. He loves us in such a way. Oh my gosh. He loves us in such a way that he already predestined us for a will and a purpose. For his good pleasure. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. All right, I'm not going to rush, guys, because I'm looking at the clock. 
All right, you're all right? Everyone's good. I'm just saying settle in because it may take me a bit to unwrap it. And if you got to go before me, go. That's all right. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the God of our, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I just want to stop there right there and just re- real, I want you to realize what we're reading right now. Every time it says in him, it's speaking of God the Father. And so sometimes we read scripture and think, I, you know, I know we've got this differential between Jesus, Father, and the Holy Spirit. They're all one and three. But this is specifically talking. The Lord was speaking and revealed this to Paul about God the Father. Okay? And what his thoughts are towards you. And let me just tell you, the book of Ephesians is explosive. It should wreck your life. It should be something that we devour. And especially in the times that we live in, it gives us plans for warfare. It gives us all of our identity. It unlocks so many things. And so I'm encouraging you, you just look at where he says, uh, he is or in him. Almost 30 times. It's just powerful. In one book. And it destroys everything that should come up and rise up and has you question your identity and who you are. Okay? Side note, sorry. But blessed be the, be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he has chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Stop right there. How many remember what I said about sons? I need hands. You remember what I said about sons? And adoption. Adoption's the word. Adoption. Remember what I said? Yes? Okay. Super important. I don't want to go over it again. I feel like I went through over it twice. Maybe three times is a charm. But you have to see yourself as walking into a beautiful inheritance with God. Okay? And so, and having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, it's by, listen to the language, Christ to himself. So, and I just want to stop. This is why meditation on scripture is so important because we just go, oh, I'm going to read my chapter today. I'm not dissing anything. I'm not disrespecting any way that we, we engage God. But I'm telling you, there has to be a meditation of the scriptures so that we get it in us in the proper perspective in which God and the Holy Spirit wrote it. Because if I just read it, Sometimes I miss what the Holy Spirit's speaking, and and that right there is just really powerful. It was by Jesus Christ, again, the man Christ. If there was never the man Jesus, we would never be able to come to the Lord. If it was never, the plan was always a man. And let me just stop and say, Adam, we're not restoring Adam. Adam was the natural man. Jesus Christ is a supernatural man, and he's the one who you're engrafted into. He's the one who you're looking divine, for divine union with. The, the old man, we don't want to recover the old man. De- just bury him. That's why we bury him and come alive in resurrection power in Christ. Because there has to be a differentiation between our lives in Christ and the old man. 
Because the old man is dead. Look at me, dead. Smoked. Barbecued, however you want to do it. And so we, I, don't, I don't want any part of what the old man looks like, right? In him, in God, we have redemption through his blood. Wait a second. Now the language saying through his blood, but here's the deal. God, and I know we know this, but is the reality really there? God, in all of who he was, became a man so that he could spill his own blood so that we might be saved, so that through the flesh we have an open door, so that there's nothing that separates you from the love of God in Christ. There's nothing. There's nothing. Not one thing. So we land in that place. The forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he may abound to, abound towards us in all wisdom and understanding. Prudence, it says in my Bible. Having made known to us the mystery of his will everyone say mystery of his will i'm telling you the mystery of his will is where we want to live the mystery of his will is what we want to receive the mystery of of his will is where we want to we want to search out and find and the only way you can find it is in the midst of who god is that's why this whole divine union thing it's not some new thing You've been called to divine union from the beginning, from the foundations of the world, to live in that place that the grace which he made would abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to what? His good pleasure. It is God that loves this idea. That's almost a mic drop. It is God that loves this idea about who you are to become. It is God who loves this idea. Why prayer? I'm saying, I'll get to the prayer part at the end. Because the only way to find out and to begin to reflect who you are is to get in the presence of what God is doing. And I'm sorry, God is not, and he, all these things that are happening on the earth, we get so enthralled with. But the Lord says, come here to my throne where the golden altar is. Where the four living creatures are. And you say, well, that's mystical. No, no, there's purpose. There's purpose and divine mystery in what God wants to unlock for you. We just become so earthly minded that we can't understand what God's trying to reveal and release. So according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, that he might gather together in one, in one, in one, in one, all things in Christ. Are you all right? Pray for sleepiness. Shake your head. Snap out of it because I see some eyes closing. No, oh, wake up because do you know what it is? It's demonic stuff that's trying to put you to sleep. I promise you. Okay? Holy Spirit, we just thank you, Father, for awakening. Lord, and we're going to be fully awake in your presence. We thank you, Father. I'm not, I'm not calling people out. And I'm not, there's no condemnation under Christ. But, Father, I just ask that you wake us up to truth. 
And Father, get us like in just infused with the word so that we're desiring things, that we're, wa- we're awakened to your word, that we hear, we hear you coming morning by morning, that we're, we're enticed by just the thought of you being in this room. Yeah. Yeah. Both which is in heaven and which is on the earth. So everything coming together, that which is in heaven and that which is in the earth. That means you and I and everything that's in heavenly places. Not just in the stratosphere and the stars. It's where God lives. In heavenly places. Okay? In Him. Period. And then in Him we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel The counsel of his will. The counsel of his will. That we who first trusted in in Christ should be to the praise and the glory of the Father. To the praise of his glory. And so I just want us to look at things. The, The good pleasure of his will and the counsel of his will. Because the good pleasure of his will is where he wants you. That's where he wants you. That's where he desires you. That's what pleases him. What pleases God? Faith. What pleases God? That you just love him. What pleases God? That you go to him. That that we don't shrink back from the Lord. He wants you. Listen, he wants you to come to him in such a way that he wants you. He desires you to come in more than you want to come to him. And he's going to release that for you today. I promise. It's his good will. It's his good pleasure. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It is his good pleasure to release the will of what he wants on the earth in this time now. Amen? It is his good pleasure. So I'm going to move us from that place into new places because there's, there's new, new things that the Lord wants to release for us daily that we must abide in where we, we have to release faith to step in to the will because he's it's his pleasure that he would he would set us in that place amen and so the lord of glory has a counsel and a deliberate wisdom that he wants us to stand in do you understand me that god didn't make a plan and then go verge off of it he's got a plan for all of humanity He's got a plan for you and I. He's got plans that he wants to release for us in this hour. And I'm telling you that there's, there's so much that the Lord is trying to release, but the enemy's trying to shut the door and keep us far from it. Amen. And so the government of God, we're looking for the Holy Spirit to release. And I just want you to see that he is releasing his glory, his presence, his power in this hour. Why? Because he's already made the way. So the invisible one, the one who's in unapproachable light, has caused himself to be visible in this hour. Because of the blood of Christ. He's called himself to be awakened in your heart. And so there's, there's the unapproachable God is now what? Approachable. Because the veil of his flesh has let us in. His eternal counsel. It's because of his eternal counsel that he's come. 
and opened up himself so that we might understand that who he is and who we are to become through the eternal counsel of God. That means that he has counsel. He has things that he wants us to do. He has personal things and corporate things that he wants to release, but he wants us to step into the midst of it. Where is the midst of it? The midst of it is in Ezekiel chapter 1. You can turn there. Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 1 through, 20, 1, 1 through 28, and I'm just going to give an overview. But you can go there. I want you to look at these other scriptures later as well. Daniel 7, 9 through 10. You got to look at this. I'm going to give you the whole counsel of what heaven looks like as best as I can. Revelation 19, 1 through 8. And listen, I believe that the Lord is, is open this up in understanding so that we can go somewhere. Amen? And so what does this look like? It's Ezekiel. He ends up in this other world. He's in captivity. And all of a sudden, there's a fiery tornado coming out of the mountains which begins to unwrap and unravel a whole scene of heavenly things to him. And I just want to talk to you about these things that are in the midst of the circle, that are within the circle of God. Why? For our prayer purposes. The Bible says that we come boldly, what? To the throne of grace. And there's a throne set in heaven and God has called you to be in that place and want to enter into and engage with this place in heaven as we're here on earth. But if we're not asking, if we're not finding, if we're not seeking, we won't find it if we're not seeking. And so I'm going to just unravel some of this and I'm just asking, listen, God will come as soon as he can take over. Listen, if we would just let him take over... I have to encourage you in this. Let the Lord take over. If he can take over this vessel, he can do anything he wants. I remember people like Catherine Kuhlman saying, she knows the time where she died. Like Catherine Kuhlman died and Christ began to live and gloriously through her. How many would want the miracle ministry of Catherine Kuhlman in this room? And that's just a ministry Look it, look it, I'm just, I want to get a perspective because the ministry is not the purpose, it's not the end game. The, the, the thing that God's wanting to do is bring alive what's inside of you and, and it comes alive through meeting with Jesus Christ at the throne. And I, I'm going to read these things or I'm going to just begin to describe these things. But I'm telling you there is what do we see in, in the, on the throne because you have to look at the three things that I just told you. You have to look at Daniel. You have to look at Revelation. You have to look at, at Ezekiel. You have to look at all these things to get the full picture of what God is actually doing in heaven. And I still don't think we have the fullness of it. Because Daniel chapter 9, if we talk about the elders, and, and what I'm going to talk about is the elders that surround the 24 hours, the four living creatures, 24 elders, holy, holy, holy. We know the song. We know the scripture maybe even. But there are elders that are around the throne of God. There are elders that are, that are there. 
that are already there. They're seated. They're in heavenly places. But we only see one, one scripture speaks about 24. And then we look at Daniel. It says there's thousands upon thousands. So what is it? It's both. Listen to me. What are the elders? What do they do? I believe. Here's what I'm believing. <laughs> this is the more I read and the more I discover about the Lord is everything in the center with Jesus above it is reflecting Christ in the earth. Why? Because it talks about the elders as being men. Can I tell you that Jesus was brought in to the heavenly place before man was created on the earth? Adam, before Adam was even created right? So Jesus was already there. He was already the plan that God would have that would bring us into this union with him, and it comes through one man, Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Are you sure? Holy Spirit, help me. There's this place that God is wanting to bring you as a human being into a heavenly man. And it comes through the place of intercession. You cannot find it. There is no sneaky road. There's no word that you can understand. There's, I'm telling you, there's no Bible verse that's going to click and unclick so that you enter this place. This comes through prayer, fasting, and I believe just diving in with God and stepping over the, over the safety thresholds that we put. <laughs> believe me, everything about me by the Spirit is unsafe. I mean that in a good way. I mean that God wants to use us so that we are filled with such exuberant power of God and such expectancy and such faith to do radical things so that God will ignite an army on the earth. There's no other way. And you have to come into, into submission to that. See, we don't like submission. Mm, no, that goes against our human will. <laughs> because repentance is all about laying it down and I, and I feel like and we'll probably talk about this next week but there will not be a baptism of, of fire until there's truly a, a repentance and an outpouring of repentance and us it's not about getting it's not even about tears it's about actually knowing our condition and turning from it because John the Baptist came to bring the message that would bring every high thing low and every low thing high so that God could come in and, and land in that place. So that Jesus would just show up and... <laughs> I want to preach that now, but we'll wait. We'll wait. I'm telling you, so the, there's these elders. There's the elders. Everyone say elders. They look like a man. They look like a human. And I'm going to say this, that everything that God created within himself reflects God and who he is. Everything within the circle of God, everything that was created in heaven reflects who God is. I'm telling you, the elders reflect who God is. The elders were the government of God. The elders are what guards God's presence. The elders are his posse. And you're like, what? and I'm thinking, God, why do you need a posse? Because he can have one. But they, did, they are ex, an expression of the government of God that rules over the whole earth. Are you with me? 
There's a council. Psalm 82. You can go there. Not now. Psalm 82, which talks about God in the beginning of creation. And there's a council there. Is it, is it, is it high things? Is it all these other demons? We, we want to portray it as demons because it does talk about wickedness in the, in, the, in the next few verses. But I'm telling you, God had a council in heaven and it wasn't to counsel him. <laughs> it was to counsel things that were about to happen in the earth. Oh, come on, I'm stretching you. I can see the faces right now. It's good. It's good for you. God wants to stretch us in the realm of the Spirit because I believe this, that there's, there's if, if, if the 24 elders begin, were created to look like a man, they were created to look like the one Christ Jesus in some way, shape, or form. Why? Because you're called to reflect God's image in the earth. Every one of us, we all look different. Look at me. We all look different. But there's one main thing. There's one main factor. When you become born again, you have the spirit of Jesus Christ in you. And it begins to come out of you. And it begins to declare the glory of God. And it begins to testify. And it begins to move in the power of God. And it begins to release the government of God. At least it should. But it's a choice. Do I stay behind the threshold? So these elders, they just, it's just a depiction of God's government in, in what's about to happen in the earth. Because there has to be a governing, come on, everyone, thousands upon thousands, it says. Daniel says it's thousands upon thousands. What do you think, heaven's empty? Think it's quiet? Oh my goodness, it is loud, louder than you think, louder than it is in here. It says this, it says verse 10 in Daniel, it says, chapter 7, it says, A fiery stream, fiery stream issued and came forth before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times, ten thousand stood before him. And the courts were seated and the books were opened. I don't know, that sounds like government. That sounds like government to me. And it's not the White House. It's the ruling agents in the earth. I don't care what we see. Because there is a king that's coming. And he reflects the fullness of the Father. The Bible says in Hebrews, says that he's the one that looks. He's a complete, he's the absolute same image of the Father. He looks exactly like God looks. Except he's in human form. Because God's not human. God's not human. The Bible says that he's spirit. And those that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. So he may be named Father, but he's not human as we think. I don't know what the form of God looks like. I'm not going to even try to go there. But I do believe that these these. Everything that's around this throne is looking like Jesus Christ. It's bringing an image of God into the heavenly places in a new way, in a new realm. And we'll just go to the four living creatures and then we're going to pray.
But those, those elders, it's the circle. It's all-encompassing. All it's, it's the totality of God's government. It's the vastness of, cre over the vastness of creation. Do you understand me? No, this is real truth, guys. I, I believe that this is the Lord. I don't think I got this from like. And so the elders guard the presence of God. And the, eld, the angelic don't even move into this circle. They guard the government of God. And so the cherubim, they are all a reflection of Jesus Christ. Selah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to understand all of who you are. Lord, we have such little, little minds that can't understand, but Father, by your Spirit, you open things up for us. And so I just want to touch on these, three, on these four, right? The cherubim, they reflect Christ. The face of a man, the face of a lion, the face of an eagle, the face of an ox. We sang it. They had a preempt last night. But the Holy Spirit wants us to understand these four things because obviously the man we know, the man Christ Jesus, it's God in human form. And he created you to reflect himself. You are not God, but he is. You are not the one. You are not the one high and, high and lifted up. He is the one always high and lifted up. This dominion thing gets a little weird if we go out of that realm and we think that we are God's. You're little Elohim. That means you have a little God inside of you. <laughs> you are not God. You have the presence of God inside you through the resurrection. Christ in you, the hope of glory inside of you because of the resurrection. There has to be a, you have to make some type of differentiation between the two of those. Because the Lord himself wants us to look into heaven and we want to get our counsel from these that are in, in the council. And I'm not talking about seat, sitting on a throne and flying around. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about going to the golden altar where Jesus is and hearing his heart and say, God, what is on your heart? What is happening in heaven? And what is happening in the bowl of incense? And what does that look like for my life? When, I, when the bowl of incense is full, how does that get poured out onto the earth? And what are my prayers praying? Am I praying according to the, to the will of God? Or am I praying according to my own stuff? Oh, and that can sound harsh. That can be taken the wrong way. And I'm saying this, that the Lord Jesus has something way higher for us to step into other than our own things that we need because the Bible says that he knows everything that you have need of. Well, that means I don't pray for those things? No, not unless he, he does and tells you to. Hmm. I'm going places. This is heaven. Heaven's agenda is different than my agenda. If my son's in distress and God doesn't quicken me to do it, I can't do it. And he's doing good, by the way. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit is wanting to download what he's doing so that we pray it into the earth. Oh, it's powerful. And if we can partner with that and we can come into a corporate union in that, not only your individual union, but a corporate union, there's an explosion. That's why revival happens. 
That's the result of prayer that's pointed towards heaven and released on the earth. So you have the lion, we know, the lion of the tribe of Judah, but the lion is a man still. <laughs> the lion is a man, and the wings, oh, we can't even go. I can't get into it. It's a whole other thing. God wants to send you in the trajectory of heaven. I can't even get into the, the wheels within the wheels tonight. Oh. The man is a king. The man. Amen. Jesus Christ, the man, is the king. He's the king of kings and lord of lords, and we know that. But again, he depicts the government. The lion is the king. The lion is ferocious and fierce. Come on, he's no more a little lamb. Yeah, he's not a baby in a manger anymore. <laughs> Come on. There's something that God wants to release for us, a revelation of himself as king, and he wants to release that even through the eagle. We look at the eagle. It speaks of, of the voice of God. It speaks of the declaration of God. It speaks of, of the man as the word, and I know it can really, we, we look at it, it's an eagle, it's a prophet. That's true, but the word of the Lord comes from the prophetic gift, and how are we moving in the prophetic in this hour? I know a few guys that are spot on. They, I don't even, they barely miss because they sit and they live in this place. Guess what? You have access to that place. Are you hearing me? You have access to that place. But who'll step over the threshold? And what does the threshold even look like? Like what are the things that hold us back from stepping over and into it? For everyone in this room, I believe it's different. But I'm telling you, there's something that's a barrier, and we step and we and we get comfortable and stagnant to stay behind the barrier. And God says, Come on, come forward. Will be a two-hour preach tonight. Holy Ghost. The eagle is the voice. Look at me. God needs your voice. God wants you to hear his voice. You hear the voice by listening to what the four living creatures are saying. They're saying holy. That's all we have. I guarantee they're saying more. <laughs> I guarantee they're speaking loud. I guarantee the elders have some counsel for us. Yeah, and it comes from the throne of Christ. I guarantee you that the lion that's within, within the four living creatures, ha, he's got something to say. There's a message that's being released. But it's all a portion. It's all a part of who Christ is. It's all of, of who Christ is, right? He's the voice. He's the king. He's the man. And he's the priesthood in the ox. And there's an ox anointing that's coming that brings a heavy anointing, that brings a release to a, to a people so that we come before the Lord as a priesthood. It's the priests that are the oil. Come on, the oil flows through you. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter, chapter 4, it speaks about the priests, that the oil is dripping. Ephesians, uh, excuse me, Psalms 133. We have, the, we have Aaron, the that, but here's the thing, it's not the, Aaron, it's not the Aaron priesthood, it's not the Levite priesthood. I didn't even get into this last night. 
There's a priesthood that's rising and it's the Melchizedekian priesthood. It's those that have been birthed in Christ. It's those that are in, the, in this eternal priesthood. No, it's way above any priesthood. It's that place where God brings us into this amazing worship. And all we're to do is to be a priest before the king. You minister to the Lord. You minister to the presence of God. That's what the four living creatures do. They minister before the Lord. And so the golden censer and all these other things, I can't even get into. But the Holy Spirit is wanting to break out and break open in, this areas, in these areas in our lives. And I'm telling you, it's super important because let me just, I'll just go with this. I believe this, that all of heaven, and, and, and I think scripture tells us, that all of heaven is not fully functioning until man comes into their place. Until humanity comes into their place. Until humanity comes into their place. Look at you're coming into your place. Watch, you're coming into your place. It's coming. It, I can see it. That's the thing I can sense in the spirit that this whole place is about to erupt into a priesthood, into a kingly anointing, into this Melchizedekian order that God is about to release on the earth and that we're about to step into the fullness of it. But there's a threshold that you have to cross over. Yeah, there's something you have to pass through, but it's already been taken care of. This is the great thing. The great news is it's already done. It's like there's nothing that holds you back except for you. So there's no barriers. Go to 1 Peter, and I will close. I will land it. That was a lot, and I didn't even... First Peter 1 and 10, because I want you to see this. And actually, you can read previous verses. So just go back and, and look at these scriptures. Promise me. Ready? Everyone promise me now. Come on, I'm holding you to it. I want you to just go back to these scriptures and discover them for yourselves. Because I can preach a word and you can go, wow, that was incredible. But if you don't go back and go meditate and begin to devour, just eat, 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 eat. Come on, like a good Italian. Eat. Yeah, manja. You have to eat of his presence. God wants you to eat of his presence so you can be one that serves the bread of his presence. He wants you to drink deep so you can serve. Come on, be a bartender for the Holy Ghost. So I just want to touch this and then we'll, then we'll, we'll just play. We're just going to play music. The girls will play, but they're not going to sing. You need to pray for their voices. How many will pray for their voices? How many will pray against any, any warfare that's coming against this ministry at all? Please, 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 I beckon you. Please do it. And so uh, I'm going to read this. Chapter uh, 1, verse 10. You got it? You got it? First Peter 1 and 10 says, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. So we read in Daniel Right? We read in Ezekiel, there's other like glimpses of what heaven and the throne looks like. Moses stepped into a place in the, on the mountain, the fiery, we see the fiery stones, the sapphire stones. He walked into a heavenly place and everyone else said, no, we'll see you later. Okay? 
But God's calling you past that threshold. Just step into the mountain. <laughs> into the mountain of God. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. Who prophesied. Everyone say, they prophesied. Yeah, they prophesied of the grace that would come to you. See this? The prophetic ministry of the Old Testament saw from afar what we were about to step into. And they longed to step into that day. Do you understand that? I don't think we understand that. Because scripture says that someplace else. That they longed to step into the fullness of that day. In Hebrews, I think it says that. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was already in them. Come on, somebody. That's Old Testament. The Spirit of Christ inside the prophets. This is a revelation that Peter had through the Holy Ghost who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and that the glories and the glories that would follow Come on. This is powerful. To them, it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, we're ministering the things which we now have been reported to you through those things who, who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven things which angels desire to look into. Do you understand that? That means that angels, the angelic order, have been looking and they're waiting for the sons of God to come into full manifestation. The sons of God, little sons, to come into full manifestation with all of who the big son is so that we completely reflect him on the earth. But I'm telling you, God is calling a, a, a people to come together in a place of intercession, hearing what God's doing and releasing it into the earth. Because I'm, there is no doubt in my mind that we're on the edge of a wave that's about to break and, and totally annihilate what we've seen as church in the past. I, I, think, I think we're there. I believe we're there. But he's looking for you. Because it just can't be because out of the minister's voice. You're all ministers. You're all a priesthood. You're all priests and kings. You're all a part of the Melchizedekian order. That God's going to release in this hour. Yeah, yeah, help me. And so I want you to stand with me. Because here we go. Because how, how deep, how deep, how deep. If we'd fully give ourselves, and this will just be, <laughs> we'll use the altar area as the, as the threshold. Like two rows back is, is the threshold, okay? We'll do it like that. Oh, we got tape. Oh, we got tape. There's a line. We're going through a whole, whole thing at gaff tape. <laughs> it's going to be a prophetic act. 
That's great. I don't know who thought about this, but this is awesome. My wife, of course. But just, you're going to stay behind it for now. Hold, hold back. Hold back. I'm holding you back. You say, why the prophetic act? Because God does something just by faith. Just as we step in, it's saying, God, I just want to step into all this. Why all the rhetoric? Why all the language about the heavenly places and all what goes on in heaven? I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal all of what's happening up there to you for your situation. Do you hear me? Completely for your situation, but for a greater corporate mobilization of what God wants to do in releasing the army of heaven and opening up the wells that are going to pour out on Joel's army in this hour.